recording in progress. Recording the podcast is three, two, one podcast. Podcast. Um, I would love it if the voice was like recording in podcast. You bitch. Like what? Well, Recor- uh, recording. I said in progress. I mixed podcast with progress. Or as Pod- some people podcast say, progress. In progress. I used to have a friend growing up that, for no reason except that he thought it was cool, he called ketchup cats up. And I was always oh like, God. dude, like you're you're not from anywhere where they say that because I grew up in the same town as you and we don't say that. Also, I grew up on Earth where nobody says that. I don't think that's a regional dialect that I can associate with anything. But he would say it fully earnestly, He'd be like, hey, you got some cats up? And I'd be like, uh, no, I don't have cats up. I have ketchup. But uh, since you need to go fuck yourself, you can't have any. And that was that was pretty much where we're at. But anyway, it's hot property, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Dan um, My name's Stephen Richards, and I have the answer for ketchup versus catsup. Um, you can blame Jonathan Swift for writing a poem in 1730 uh, for using the one instance um, that really turned the tides for people calling it catsup. Turned it from catsup to ketchup or ketchup to catsup? Ketchup to catsup. Okay, so it's the one time that it was appropriate for someone to call yeah. it catsup. Yeah, um, there's a lot of information here that I don't want to read, but uh, the, the alternative spelling catsup popped up in a Jonathan Swift poem in 1730. For many years, you could also find the sauce called ketchup with a C in many places. Eh, so, I don't know about that. And, that's, uh, and then 70 years later, they put tomatoes in it. Oh, it didn't have tomatoes? No, before that, it was a pickled fish sauce. Oh, popular ew. in China. Disgusting. Um, what's weird is I know. Okay, wait, hang on, wait. So that the H.J. Heinz company didn't start producing that this sauce until 1876. The company originally called it ketchup, but soon switched to ketchup to stand out. Today, ketchup is now the standard, while ketchup is still occasionally used in the southern U.S. By idiots. Yeah. Well, I said southern U.S., so I think that pretty much said idiots. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, scare away Just half kidding. Of our audience. We love the South. I was Wink. born in Kentucky, so don't even fucking start yeah, well, with that that's, shit. <laughs> you're a Kentucky fried bitch. There are assholes everywhere. Not in Philly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what part of Philly you live in, but uh, not only are the assholes <laughs> the uh, gentrified here rampant, part, but they're apparently. but they're proud. I'm in South Philly. We're gent- we're starting to gentrify as hell here, but like it's uh oh, there's assholes. Oh yeah. There's assholes. Oh, there's assholes. Um. I do know that there is actually like a specific difference between ketchup and quote unquote fancy ketchup. Like there, there's actually a certain percentage of some ingredient or something that require that is required in order for you to be able to call it fancy ketchup. Cause you know how many ketchup packets or bottles will say quote fancy ketchup. That's yeah. just not one of, that's not like one of those throwaway terms like homemade or home style that just sounds good, but doesn't mean anything. It's like organic, where there's a certain standard. Um, and, and, you know, we can all talk until we're blue in the face over the degrading standards of what organic is, but we're not going to go there. But fancy for ketchup is a specific thing. Also, blue is, is a specific thing that Heinz introduced a couple years back. Blue, purple, and green, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, it was purple with sparkles, too, which really said a lot about how much tomato content there actually is in any ketchup. Yeah. It's a fancy ketchup. It's called um, fancy ketchup. 
There are, okay, blah, blah, blah. There's a big blah, ketchup, catsup. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't need to listen to your whole life story, person who wrote this This is um, kind of a terrible opening to the podcast. Well, we're getting to the bottom of something here. So, the answer to the question is found in the name of Sam's Club. Stephen Dan, ketchup, ketchup Mystery Solvers. Which is branded as grade A fancy ketchup. According Dan to the tries United to make States, a point and Stephen narrates over him. According to the United <laughs> States Department of Agriculture, there are three <laughs> grades of ketchup. A, which is the highest grade and is called fancy. That's grade B, A ketchup. Gra- grade B is called extra standard. And grade C is called standard. Four different factors are assessed in grading ketchup. Color. Hit me with those four standards that are used to grade ketchup, Dan. Hit them with we me now. We got color. We got consistency. Red. We got presence Sticky. of defects and it's in a flavor. And, and so, it tastes like ketchup. There's a 21-page grading manual for classifying America's America's favorite condiment. Not my favorite condiment. Not my president. But yeah, so grade A must have a good color, consistency, flavor, and finish. And it must be, quote, practically free of defects. It must also contain... I think ketchup itself is kind of a defect. Yeah, I would say so too. But it has to contain (laughs) at least 33% total solids. So grade A ketchup... Mm is less likely to slide off of your hamburger than grade B or C ketchup, which can legally contain more additives and more liquids. So 30, 33% solids is how I also grade a successful shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. I need at least, at least 33. That's great. It feels like I'm peeing out of my ass. I need, I need to like change my diet. Although, a little bit. There's room in my, my poop diet for like lower than 33% solids. Cause sometimes a good shit piss, like, you know, it gets the, it warms the cockles and, and you know, just kind of clears the, the pipes. So the cockles are on the other side. Well, no, the cockles are your Cockles heart. are in the front. Cockles, well, that's your ball. Poop shoots in the back. Poop shoots in the back, cockles in the front. <laughs> What's that they say about mullets? <laughs> I think I, I that's, that's, a, that's our first t-shirt idea. Poop shoots yeah. in the back, cockles in the front. I think we should switch it though. Cockles in the front, poop shoots in the back. Yeah. You know what? Milk, um, milk, lemonade, round the corner, fudge is made. Uh, fuck, this is something I meant to bring up in, at well, the I end just, of the story that I didn't want to put on the podcast, but I'll edit this part out. I will tell you that after the next morning, the one uh, issue that I had was that I fucking pissed out of my ass for some liquid shit. Oh, it yeah. really fucked up my fucking digestive system. That happens in a night of partying. We don't have to cut that. Yeah. You partied. You partied hardy. I party. I know that I'll I'll shit piss sometimes if I uh if I have too many Miller High Lifes. And I, I yeah I, I mean they are the champagne Miller High Lifes. But if you drink like three Miller High Lifes, you will shit piss the next morning. They're the champagne You'll take of a beer, wicked shit. but the express way of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's called shissing. It's a perfect mix yeah. of shit and piss. And while it is relaxing, it's also concerning. Um, I also as, like which how should be the slogan for Miller High Life. Relaxing when you drink and Miller consent. High Life. And then you take a Miller High Life shit. They stay on brand because there's always that like one little turd that acts like a cork that pops yeah. out of your ass. And then the rest <laughs> is liquid, just carbonated shit flowing out of your butthole. Have you ever been to uh, Dirty Frank's? Yeah. They have a they have a riff on Oh, the you know what? Life. I'm confusing that with Rotten Routes, and that's not a okay. Joke. Yeah, confuse that. <laughs> different bar. Dirty Frank's is a Center City bar. Total dive. I love it. 
it seems that one of the requirements to work there is you have to have been beaten by your spouse regularly and recently because it's haggard as shit. Um, but they have an alternative version of the uh, of the uh, citywide special, which is typically a tall boy PBR with a shot of JMO or yeah. some combination. You know, like uh, like a Mexican restaurant will do like a tecate and tequila sort of thing. But they do either highlights or stout do... rolling rocks with oh, I forget what the booze is that it, that it comes with. But it's like it's the weirdest riff on it ever, and it would only happen at Dirty Friends. Uh, I went to a German restaurant at a citywide, which was a uh, liter of dark German beer and a shot of Rumpelmints that was served in a bratwurst. Whew, that sounds like a belly full. You want to talk about shit pissing. I think yeah. that's one way to go about it. But I also just wanted to add that I think that because of the purple sparkly color, the purple ketchup probably cannot be graded as grade A fancy. Because it would, I would fail the I would rate test. it grade B. Yeah, probably grade B. I think I would rate that C, though, just because that shit was gross. Like, the concept um, of purple. Like, green I could buy, because it's like, oh, yeah, you got green tomatoes sometimes. But purple? That's I don't think it had the flavor of green tomato. Though. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's still just, it's still tracked. You know, I don't think the redness that's in ketchup actually is It definitely tracked my tomatoes. underwear. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, what doesn't anymore? My underwear is just tracks all the time. Um... I gotta give me one of them plug-in bidets. One of them's been sitting on my Amazon wish list for like a year now, where you just plug it into your your pooper and you know those where you like plug it into the toilet. Every podcast says it as a commercial. Yeah, it's a bidet well, that hopefully, just like hopefully our president uh, J- Joseph Biden will get everybody a bidet. I'm sorry, that was a little I'm bit. I'm giving off. that one I'll the tell you why, that it merits. I'll tell you why I'm a little bit off today. I got heat madness, baby. Dude, it's hot as shit. Madness. It is hot. Heat madness. It's hot. As Rob Dude, Thomas would way. say, it is a hot. It is a hot one. Oh, it's like, like seven, seven inches, inches from, from the midday, midday sun. sun. <laughs> I hear you whispering the words that melt everyone, but you stay so cool. I mean, that's just the air conditioning. I'm not cool because I typically run pretty hot. And I went for a walk, listened to a little book on tape. Well, on MP3 and uh, went for a walk. I was going to go about an hour, about 15 minutes. I looked back and was like, God damn it, I have to get home. But I've been walking for 15 minutes. It's going to take me another 15 minutes to get back. But I got on it and got back and came home to find out that my entire work system had shut down and had to spend the afternoon on the phone with IT. It was really not fun. But the heat, whew, the heat is on. The heat is on. The heat is on. That's one of the um, in a movie that's coming out. It's a delightful movie coming out called In the Heights. It's about a heat wave in New York. And man, oh man. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, it's about a heat wave in New York. And it's great. It's really, really awesome movie. But uh, if, if, if I had watched it this week instead of two weeks ago, I would have been watching it like, fuck you with your fucking heat. Because I'm so hot right now. Are you even allowed to say that you've seen it? Yeah, yeah. The embargo is lifted. So I'm allowed to say that I've seen it. Well, and, how was uh, it? It was awesome. I, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. As it, it Now, from the trailer, it seems like it's Lin-Manuel hasn't really left the cadence of Hamilton as far as musical stylings. Is that Would you say that's correct or incorrect? I would say that's correct. But this show predates Hamilton by more than a few years. 
It's just oh, now right. becoming a movie. Yeah, so it was a show long before it was a movie. Uh, but actually, oh, the book for it was that. written by a uh, uh, Philadelphia lady. And, Wait, did um, Lin-Manuel do the show on Broadway then? Uh, yes, I think it started off Broadway, and then I think it probably eventually got put back to Broadway. But he played the character that Anthony Ramos plays in the movie now. But um, it's really good, but the, prob- the one problem I have with it is that while I was tapping my toes while it was on, when it ended, I could not tell you a single melody of any of the songs that are in it. They tend to fade from memory. But um, in the moment, um, totally on point. But the movie itself is just really fantastic. It's just like pure unbridled joy. So Stephanie Beatriz, um, who plays Carla, I'm looking at the information now. Um, yeah. I, I she's feel from Brooklyn she's- Nine-Nine, right? Yeah, she's one of my favorite parts of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and she also has a couple of episodes of your favorite show, Modern Family. Um, But I feel really terrible for her because the marketing department, every thumbnail they've chosen for the trailers has her looking like an actual monster. Like everyone else in the cast looks like a fun, they're having fun in the Washington Heights. She looks like she's about to tear somebody's head off with her teeth. Is she I like would a bad say, guy? <laughs> no, she's not the bad guy. She's just a side character. She's not in it a lot. Um, I don't have any sort of relationship with her because I, I haven't really seen much of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, and I think Modern Family's dog shit. So like, I haven't seen much of her what? work. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I saw that in one, uh, the guy that I was uh, sitting next to, shout out to Rye Guy. Um, I was like, oh, she's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? He was like, yeah, yeah. And I said, is it just me or does she always look like she's about to like like she looks insane and i don't think that she's unattractive i think she's very pretty but in every shot of in the heights she looks like she's like like she's got a knife in her back pocket and she's really excited about how in two seconds she's gonna jab the knife under your chin so that it comes out your mouth like she she just has a really fucking crazy look and i don't know why it's like that because Anything I've seen of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she doesn't look like that. She looks like positively unhinged in In the Heights. And she just plays a normal character. She's just a regular person. I don't know why she looks unhinged. What's funny is that you described her Brooklyn Nine-Nine character perfectly because (laughs) she actually does have often a knife in her back pocket and is the first one to pull it out at any any time. Well, it's weird though because like I, I don't know it's just there's something she looks positively unhinged i don't know what it is or why um but it's it's not fair because she is pretty and this is a very 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 attractive cast um in in the heights but yeah i, I i'm gonna watch it again I, I loved it i thought it was fantastic um but what i wanted to say about the heat is that it makes me cranky yeah I feel you. So now I would like to list a bunch of things that have annoyed me uh, this week. Um, Absolutely. I believe I we called this, this bit Stephen's Grievances in the Stephen's past. Stephen's Grievances. <laughs> That's pretty good. Aggrieved Steve's. I, uh, but I will say this about the heat. Um, I've never been a person who loved the heat. I prefer the cold. Um, I'm moving I to Alaska temperate. tomorrow. Temperate is, is really where it's at. But if I have to choose one or the other, it's cold because you can always add layers. You can't, there's only so many layers you can take off before you're degloving your body. And nobody wants what that. I, but I, what I really hate about the winter and being stuck inside for a year, when I was walking around in the heat today, I was just like, you know what? It's just nice to be out. It's like quarantine has yeah, changed my view on seasons. Like 
I, I just really, I, I didn't mind the heat as much as I thought I would. What I hate about like the fall into the winter time and like last year, obviously not really an issue because we weren't going anywhere, but I hate when you like put on all the layers to go out. So like, let's say we're going to a restaurant or a bar or whatever, put on all the layers to go out, you get there. And I like you, but you walk in, you're waiting for your table and you're sweating your ass off because you have all these layers on, take them all off. Somebody opens up the door behind you. Now you're cold again. And like yeah. that whole, like that's what people get colds is like the constant changing of temperature. But like when you go to these places, they have the heat up to fucking 95 and you walk in with your coat and your scarf and your boots on your galoshes, if you will. And uh, it's just like, it makes for an uncomfortable moment. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. And I, I actually, I hate something about the process of putting on or worse, ugh, taking off a jacket, just especially like if you're driving a car, getting into the car with your jacket on, sitting down and then having to take off your jacket is a fucking nightmare. I hate yeah. it. I'd rather die. I'd rather drown in shit than have to t- take my jacket off while driving a car. Ugh. My favorite, my favorite thing to do is before I leave the house, putting my jacket on because I mm-hmm. do it with like the I try to make it the most fluid single motion I can possibly do like I, I like I aim I my right this. arm into the sleeve while I'm spinning the coat around me and then oh yeah while while the coat is like in the air on my left side I shove my left hand inside of it and then I just kind of like pose real quick real quick pose. what's funny is if there's one thing I know about you Steve it's that you view yourself as like as like a GQ ad at all times. Even if you're not like I, I know that you like to be the guy that uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe this. I feel like your your hero is just like the suave dude who's who's too cool and just looks sharp and does all that. Yep. And like you aim for that in the little moments. In the larger moments, not yeah. so much. But in the little moments, you no. aim for that. And that's something that uh, I've always admired about you, but I've always noticed is like, it, you know, you might be wearing a shark watch, but if you can check that baby like a Rolex and like, you know, have the tooth glint as you do it, you're going to go for it. So yeah, here's, I get that. here's the coolest way to check your watch, especially and this yeah. definitely works when you're wearing a peacoat or long sleeves. What you do is before you even like put the watch face anywhere near your eyeballs, you shoot your arm out as far as you can and then swing it around ah that's a good move so the full motion looks like this yeah you're like oh yeah it's five o'clock so you you do it with authority so it's just like yeah you know it's one of those things where it's like listen i gotta get violent against nobody for just a second but it's so i can get information because i'm a man who needs information i got places to be and that's also why that's also why i love this billy d williams kick i've been on because he's like ultra cool (laughs) like he's the coolest he's so cool yeah, he drinks cold forty-five. Yeah. Billy D. Wood forty-five Schlitz malt liquor, <laughs> so good. Now, here's a question: How do you feel about people who wear their watches so that the the face Fuck of it's those on... people? Okay, that's what I said too. But I noticed something. You know who wears their watch like that? The military. John Wick. Uh, well, he's ex-military, so that makes sense. Yeah. It's and the reason, and too, the reason they do that... Because when you're blocking knives, you're supposed to block with your veins inward so that if you get defensive wounds, they're on the outside of your forearm where there's no 
you know, potentially bleed out veins hidden there. So it would be smart for him to have his watch on the inside since he's always operating forearms out to deflect certain sharp objects or blunt trauma objects. I learned that well, from the karate. Other, so it makes sense. The other, but reason I still don't that, do the other reason that people like that are military, like wear their watches on the inside, they wear them on their non, non-trigger hand, so their non-dominant hand, I think. Because when you're holding a rifle um, and you're aiming, you, the, your watch is right there. It's right there in your in your view, and you don't have to. You, like the the least of, like the most efficient, you make your movements, and that is a small thing, but it makes a big difference if you're like waiting yeah. for a certain time to attack or what have you. Like yes, yeah, so you can be like, what time? You is don't it? have to do. Yeah, it's time to kill. Ba 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 ba. Um, but yeah, I don't like people who do that in everyday life because they look like douchebags yeah i've never i just this is the move i look at my watch but doing this like (laughs) as the move that doesn't work for me i don't know now the other the other cool thing i like to do and this is mostly again in the winter time um i gain most of my cool powers from wearing my my peacoat which has a hood on it I think you and I are both built in such a way that like winter is when our body touches. Oh thrive. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like a svelte summer guy. You can't but tell in the what's winter, under there. I can look pretty, yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. But my other favorite cool thing, cool thing to do in quotes is um, lean against any wall, and if it's a doorway, even more points on that, and just smoke a cigarette. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, not say anything until like the cigarette's over, and then like whatever people are talking about around you. To say like one sentence to wrap everything up and then just walk into the darkness. If you were having that moment right now, pop quiz, what's the one thing you'd say before walking into the darkness? So I take my last puff of my cigarette. Do the, You got to do the flick. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't, this isn't play. Flick it out and say, anyone who wears their watch on the inside of their wrist, it's a fucking cocksucker. And I just walk away. That would be pretty badass. Yeah. That'd be pretty bad. See, I would do this. Now, what, what, what badass? Now, here's something like I could say it in that way, and it won't sound badass. And then here's I was like, smoke a cigarette, flick it, and say, "Spyro the Dragon Three was the best of the trilogy," and then just walk away because no Ooh. one, no, everyone's like, "That's not what we we're talking about." But you don't answer them because you can't hear their cries as you. Yeah, because you're you've already moved smoke on. Smoke that you've made, yeah. So I like to do this one. Where I get down to the down to the butt and I'm leaning there. And then I flip it over, I put it out in my ear, and then I look back at the crowd and say, Lego my ego, bitch. And then I just yeah. and then I, I somersault away and I try and hit as many puddles as I can as I do repeated somersaults. And people are always like, My God, he's so cool. And and everything in his pockets are falling out as he somersaults. And now he's scrambling to pick those things back up, but like doing so, ins- he's so he's screaming about the cigarette he put out in his ear. This guy's the coolest. That's my that's my way, but you know that's me. Or you could do this. Or okay, last puff of the cigarette. You're about to flick it. You flick it into your own mouth. Oh, gulp, swallow it, and then say, "I think there's a Flareon down the street. I'm gonna go play some Pokemon Go." Like I gotta, I gotta catch this Charmander. <laughs> a little puff of smoke comes out as yeah. you do that, <laughs> and then or or if you flick it into your mouth and you swallow it, you let everybody watch the the orange orb go down your esophagus and eventually <laughs> get snuffed out, and then say, 
I guess the fire was in me the whole time. <laughs> Except you're like, I guess the fire was in me the whole time. <laughs> Unrelated. Can I get to a hospital? <laughs> Do any of you drive an ambulance? Because that's what I need. See, that was that very Troy McClure. Okay, I'm yeah. Troy McClure. You may remember me from such things as, and I can't think of a single a single when, show that he would do. When, Because I've been practicing my Billy D. Like, Billy D. Williams has got molasses coming out of his mouth. But if you bring down an octave and get a little more theatrical, now you're Troy McClure. Yeah. Troy McClure is trying to sell things to you. Yeah, he's yeah. like doing the salesman. Whereas like, um, yeah, the difference is Troy McClure is trying to sell you something. Billy D. Williams needs to be sold. You know, like, Billy, like sell me Billy something. Billy D's already sold it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's like, you got to sell it on me. I got everything I need yeah. already. You know? That fucking, that, so, I mean, like I've told you, before, I don't know if we talked about this last week. The days all bleed together for me, but my Billy D is actually Keegan-Michael Key doing Billy D. Williams. And he's telling a Come story. Come your own thing, though. He's telling a story about how Billy D. Williams was on set for a Key and Peele sketch. And he, like, when he, is the barbershop sketch? Yeah. Where, uh, and they're like across the street, uh, Jordan Peele's like the laundromat guy's like, it's all going yeah. down to the laundromat. And Keegan, like, he's like, no, actually, the barbershop's really where I want to hang out. And he goes across the street, and Billy D is there. And this is Billy D's only line. He's like shaking hands with Keegan Michael Key, and he's like, hey, uh, do me a favor. Could you let go of my hand? And so Keegan Michael Key is telling the story about how he comes up on set and, like, hey, Billy, do you have any wardrobe for today? He's like, you're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucking cool. He's like, now I gotta go at one o'clock. Can we make sure that happens? And Keegan's like, yeah, don't worry. We got like 40 minutes of work. And he's like, you'll be out. He's like, all right. Is that the 405? Looks a little backed up. I gotta go. And he just kept saying like, I gotta go. <laughs> I got I got rubber to burn, my man. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I don't have a good one. Well, um, Troy McClure so yeah. apparently is very good. Troy McClure is great. So anyway, yeah. back to me being the coolest guy that you know. Um, I really I, I harness my power from my peacoat and Billy D. Williams. That's a good that's a good combo. Yeah. Although I feel like Billy D. Williams, he's not a peacoat kind of guy. Oh, he definitely is. But he but he I, is a peacoat kind of guy, but it's like gonna be a weird color, like a maroon, and he's gonna be wearing um, I only like, picture him in a cape. He'll probably be wearing yeah, you know what? Yeah, he's probably wearing a cape instead. But he's definitely wearing a scarf. No matter what he's wearing, he's wearing a scarf. Yeah, he's wearing a cape, he's got a scarf. And I'm pretty sure that his shirt has holes where the nipples are. Um, that's just for the uh, chafing. Nipple chafing is a, is a constant problem um, among, among men, older men especially. Dude, uh, anytime I've ever done like a run, like a 5K or a 10K or a half marathon, um, it is, you, you have to tape or Vaseline them nips because it, yeah. ooh, it gets nasty. It gets real nasty. Can I ask nasty. you a question unrelated? Is that the sun behind you? It is the sun behind me. Coming in the window. Have you yeah. noticed how much Sun's darker out, it is in my, in my office since we started yeah. talking? Uh, yeah. I, got, I hate to tell you this. Storm's on its way, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's um, well, it's supposed to be. I, and I'm actually kind of hoping for it because I got a uh, season pass to Six Flags. And we're hoping that the rain makes it a, kind of a, a shitty time to go this weekend. And we're going to go and ride some coasters. Um, that'll be So, fun. yeah, hit me nice. with your grief. It's funny how... Well, well, now I'm kind of in a good mood, but I get back. perfect. I, get back. That's I got angry again. I got heat madness, so it's just gonna, it's going to come in waves. Yeah, it's going to um, go up and down. It's going to go up and down. 
I'm excited that things are opening up again and that you, that, like, I am too. Like, um, uh, like even like four months ago, you saying I'm going to Six Flags weekend, I would have been like, what? Yeah. Don't do it, Dan. You're going to die. <laughs> now, if I die, it'll just be because of a freak accident, not because of some dumbass disease. That's I hope fucking... it's a freak accident and not COVID. If you're going to, yeah, die. I don't I hope you don't die, COVID. number one, but yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. No, I think I'm good. I'm vaccinated. I, you know, I, we, we're, we're allowed to be out, outside now and able to breathe the air. So I don't know. I'm feeling pretty confident that I'm not going to get COVID. I was at a movie last night. I was, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm fucking out and about, man. I'm going to see my first movie on Friday. What are you seeing? AQP2. A, oh, AQP, dude, get ready. It is so good. It's a quiet oh, place, so too, good. for anybody not... Uh, with the lingo with the yeah with the movie boy lingo it actually took me a second you're like aqp2 i was like aliens courses aliens courses <laughs> predator i don't know what this is i don't know what this is which by aliens q aliens q predator that's like when they like all right predators all get in the line it's yeah. us the alien except they don't talk they just be like <laughs> the predators are like ah what the fuck um Yo, all right so i got something i want to do go ahead Oh, I was just going to ask you what you think about aliens right now. It looks like they're uh, here. Uh, I haven't, I haven't done enough research into it. I know it's like on my list of shit to look into, but if they're here, they've been here for years. I mean, I've always had that theory. Like, not like I'm not like carrying the flag for that theory, but I like if someone were to tell me like, yeah, like the Men in Black theory, like they've always been here. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, that makes sense. See, my theory is I don't know. If, I think they've been here. I don't know that they've stayed here. But I do think that they have like unpiloted drone sort of things here. And that's what we're about to learn about. That's what I think. My favorite line in Men in Black is Elvis ain't dead. He just went home. And I yeah. think that that's like, that's kind of what you're talking about. Where like they come to visit for a bit or they send a, a proxy. Yeah. Well, think about out. it though. We, we manned some trips to the moon and all that. But beyond that, we've just been sending drones and robots. So if a civilization much more advanced than ours, so advanced that they can do interstellar travel, chances are they would have figured out this drone game a lot longer ago than us. So it makes sense that like, if we have only just discovered that it's better to send drones than people to far off places, they've probably thought of that too, I'd imagine. Because what, what we're about to experience, I believe it's June 18th is Disclosure Day. The reason why aliens have come up is because in the COVID bill was written in a 180 day countdown to a day that I don't know who they is. I guess Congress, I don't know, has to put up a detailed report of all unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, which has replaced UFOs. Um, a comprehensive report on what they have and what they know. Now, chances are it's just going to be like, listen, we have all this footage. We don't know what it is. Eh. But I want to know some details. I want to know what it means. And so there's been this like soft rollout of very important people saying, oh, no, we don't know what this shit is. And we have footage or we've experienced this. So like the experiences of people seeing unidentified aerial phenomenon have been validated by all of the powers that be. If there's more information surrounding what they specifically are besides being unidentified, then it stands to reason that will come out in this report on June 18th, I believe it is. So I'm very excited. Chances are it's going to be nothing. You know, the same way when they're like, we declassified the JFK stuff. 
And it was just like a redacted sheet of paper with nothing we didn't already know. But I do love the idea that the government and the governmental powers that be are fully admitting that there's unexplained shit happening. And that gives me such hope. I'm very excited by it. Yep. And soon you'll be just like your hero, Dana Scully. Yep. The thing is, though, she wouldn't be into this. I'm more of a Mulder. Even though my name is Dan Scully and I'm one letter off, my soul says Mulder because I want to believe. I want to believe. Um, but here's the craziest I, thing. I guess I, I Reddit, just don't give a shit. Even if, yeah, I mean, that's been the general meme now is like, there's been yeah. so many memes of people just being like, yo, we're aliens, we're here. And the guy being like, yeah, okay. They're like, you don't care? And it's like, bro, I got shit to do. Like, I'm so busy right now. <laughs> like, you don't even unless, know. Like, unless you can get me the, uh, to borrow a phrase from my, my hero, Han Solo, unless you can get me the fuck off this rock, I, like, to the left. Like, I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but they, maybe they can. You know, that, that could be the thing. Yeah. Because, so seven years ago on Reddit, a user posted a story about how he's a regular abductee. Okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, I believe in, in UFOs. I, the abductee stories, I, I'm not always so easy to believe. Yeah, I don't but know just, how much they're interacting with our species. If they're here, exactly. like, I, like, think I feel like they would it's have more of an Star observe Trek and report kind of thing. Yeah. And less of a, which is kind of scarier if you think about it, because they're like, all right, they're assessing us as... Yeah. Hopefully not. I don't think we'd be a threat to anyone because obviously we can't even make our own galaxy. But yeah, we're we're only a threat to ourselves. But like, I also don't want to be like enslaved. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, because if they were going to do that, it would it would have happened already. I think it's much less of a. My hope would be that if aliens are watching us, it's much less of a studying kind of thing, and more of a slow ingratiation of their own existence into our consciousness. So that the idea can be introduced that, listen, there's a greater galactic federation, if you will. There's a greater plan than just your solar system. And you need to start thinking about yourselves as part of it and not just as a, a ball in a vacuum. And so that gives me hope. That's well but, put. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that. I yeah. mean, I read Contact recently. That's where that idea is. In oh, my so head. you stole it. You stole your, your great, brilliant, uh, well-versed uh, thought was stolen from the pages I mean, of a book that aliens wrote. If, I, if I'm going to, I'll just put it this way. If I'm going to uh, have thoughts about the larger galaxy, I, I feel like a good starting point is with the words of Carl Sagan. I think that's okay. But thank you for saying it was well put until you knew better. But um, I didn't hey, quote man. it exactly. But so this Reddit I'm user who's an abductee, seven years ago, I have the comment. I'll, I can pull it up. If, I mean, it's too big to read. But he talked about how the aliens were going to make themselves known in a big way on July 18th, 2021. And he said, I couldn't hear them clearly. It was either July 8th or July 18th, 2021. Now, granted, disclosure day is June 18th. That's still a pretty weird piece of synchronicity that this guy seven years ago said that, you know, the summer of 2021 is when the aliens will make themselves known. So the question is, was he off and is June 18th what he meant to say rather than July 18th? Or is our disclosure going to kick open the door for within a month aliens to present themselves and be like, you got us, you got us on camera list. You know, who knows? Or is it all a bunch of bullshit? 
All I know let's is say I'm that so it's excited. not for a second. Let's assume for a second that it's not. Let's play in this space for a bit. Um, do you think? I see what you did there. Um, oh, thank you. Um, if that's the case, maybe COVID was a test. I mean, of of our resilience as a people and our ability to work together to uh, combat that this pandemic. I would hope not, because we shit the bed on that one. We, I mean, we survived. We survived. A lot of people. We didn't, didn't do the best. We still lost a lot of good people uh, to something that could have been easily fixed by us getting our pride out of the way. But yeah, we still, we still won at the end of the day. I, I mean, I don't think that was the case, but um, it's certainly a compelling idea. Um, and the one thing that I think screwed up our response to, to COVID is just politics in general. Um, because everybody's so married to their teams, we lost communication and bad things happened. That said, if aliens presented themselves in a way that is undeniable, politics in some way, to some degree, would be forced to dissolve. Yeah, I because use that word, dissolve. Because you know what I mean? What, like, what it the would fuck dissolve do we do? But then the question is, like, you know, would, would it dissolve or would it double down? Because we're real good at being like, I don't want to admit I'm wrong, so I'm just going to be louder about how wrong I am. Like, we're really good at that, which is fucking Let me tell you. asshole move. But also with religion is like, I don't think science and religion are incompatible because they're uh, both asking tossed out the window. But will it, though? I hope so. I hope so. But I feel like. Uh, I don't think it's incompatible because religion is just asking questions we don't have the answer to, which is what science is. The only problem is religion then provides answers that kind of come out of thin air, whereas science has a rigorous structure with which to find information. But I think that the heart is in a similar place. It's because we're asking questions. Will that compatibility be what rises to the top or will our inclination to be like new information, bad, I believe what I believe, I'm out of here. Will that rise to the top? And those are two polar opposite responses. And one of them no, inspires me. One of them scares the shit out of me. Darwinism will, uh, will prevail, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Darwinism will pre- prevail. But the problem with Darwinism is in order for that to work, lots of things have to die. That's Darwinism, baby. Yeah, survival of the fittest. So the unfittest will have to yeah. die. I got to get you on don't, some cardio. You don't eat the chaff. You yeah. only eat the wheat. Let me tell you. You only eat the wheat. Scrap the chaff, eat the wheat. But yeah, I'm very um, excited, man. I, I'm very excited as to what this report will be. Like I said, it's probably going to be nothing. It's probably you know just going to be them being like, oh, we collected all the sightings in one document. There it is. But I would love for them to be like, we collected all the sightings in one document. And here to comment on it is Glarfok from the planet Lugobin. <laughs> oh, shit. He hovers in like, oh, man. Amazing. Um, you know, it'd be awesome as if like, remember when we were going to storm area 51? Yeah. What if like all the aliens were like, yeah, this is a, this is like Glarfunk and Bloop Blorp were like, yeah, dude, this is like the fucking time. All these idiots are going to storm area 51 and they're going to get massacred, but we'll, we'll swipe in and save them and be like, yeah, you motherfuckers are right. Let's have a party. Yeah. And that would have been sick. But then because the government shut it down. They still didn't show up to that party they had in what Reno or whatever, wherever it was. They were probably like in their little flying saucer. They were about to pull in. They're like, you ready to roll up to this party? And the one guy was like, yo, cops, cops, cops. They're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. 
and just flew away. <laughs> like, ah, oh, shit, Fabo! And like, Glarfunk was like, he was like, damn, I really was hoping to see Earth. And he's like, okay, it's all right, Bleep Orb, next time. July like, next 18th. time, we're going to go down there. We're going to find out where the pussy at. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get it. <laughs> we're going to fuck humans. So we're going to get right, that here's pussy. A, here's a question. We're going to get that ass pussy. We love that ass pussy. Here's a question for you. If Glarfunk and Bleep Lorp came down to you, Dan Scully, right yeah. now and said, all right, uh, let's go. All right, and like they gave you the choice of saying, "Do you want to come with us?" Jenna and the bunny and the cat are obviously ready are, are along for the ride as well. Um, yeah, I mean, totally. Would you go now? What you don't know is, like, they're not giving you any details about where you're going. It could be awesome. It could be a fucking nightmare. I mean, is there tone friendly? I don't think that would matter. I mean, how many abductors? Like, how many kidnappers come out and say, hey, uh, do you want to come get kidnapped? Like, they're going to be joyful in, in their tone, no matter well, what. Well, they're giving me an option. Yeah. that's So, if they're giving me an option, um, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to negotiate. If, if in their pitch they indicated that I could be returned, I'd be more inclined to go. But I think, generally speaking, yeah, I would go. Now, you will be returned, but it will be... You'll be the same age, but it'll be hundreds of years in the future. Oh, that's that's just a that's a feature, not a bug. I'm totally into that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you All imagine right. how awesome that would be? I mean, like, well, yeah, thanks for leaving me behind you the podcast by myself. You fucking. I said I need to negotiate. I think if I said, "Listen, you want to do a soft rollout on your existence? I've got a way to do it. We've got millions of listeners. We can record. That's I'm sure lie. you've got a studio on there." And we can re- don't tell them it's a lie. If we can, you know, we're humans. We got to schmooze a little. But no, I, I think that um, if given the option, yeah, I would probably do it because I mean, you know, what if you get to be that guy somehow? What if somehow, some way, even though we're not very popular here on this planet, what if somehow Hot Property is like the biggest hit? Oh in yeah, on Galaxies. Omicron three hundred and sixty one. Yeah, yeah Omicron three hundred and sixty one. But because Anchor doesn't give us the uh, stats for that planet, yeah. we're just missing out on like thousands upon thousands of listenership because the entire planet is just fucking enamored with us. We're, we're heroes they're like, he there. really they've does got... sound like Billy D. Williams from our favorite <laughs> space movie. <laughs> and then Lando Calrissian comes up behind him. He's like, yes, he does. <laughs> It's like, yep, we got the idea for Cloud City from talking to you. I got to go pick up my kid from the dry cleaner. <laughs> He's like, I'll have a nice cold Colt 3,457 before I go. I can't wait for like, that new episode of Hot Property on the way. <laughs> Man, if we can get Billy D. Williams on here, oh, it'd be so cool. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, uh, I don't know, man. I would totally go. I, I feel like that's the kind of thing you just got to do, you know? Like, you don't say no to that. I'd be terrified. But I'd be terrified too, but I mean, like, you get to be the guy, you get to be the dude that goes to space and meets the aliens for the first time. That's like that puts I mean, you above Neil Armstrong. That puts you above, you know, every like historically, you're the dude. Yeah, I would miss BB. I wouldn't want to bring BB with me just in case it's like a fucking uh, nightmare of torture. I, yeah. just, I would want her to be taken care of here on Earth, and someone would. But see, I, I feel like I would want to bring the rabbit and the cat and Jenna and a handful of friends. 
but I feel like I feel like the cat's already in on it. Oh, I feel definitely. like most cats, are, cats are already in on it. Yeah. So like I would feel okay about that. Whereas the bun would probably be scared. Yeah, I think Jenna would probably be like, listen, I know this is something you gotta do, but uh, uh I'm good. Like, okay. Right, I I'm gonna, can I go through these grievances so maybe we can make Earth a better place so the aliens will feel more comfortable about revealing? Let's do it. Stuff? Let's do it. All right. That was really all three I had of them. for this week's episode. All right. Well, that's been Hot Property, guys. Gotta be good. Gotta be loud. See you next week. Um, all right, so here's I got three things written down that really pissed me off this week, and a lot of them happened on the same day. So maybe I was just having a fucking bitch fit. Um, when when you go to the deli and you get like sliced turkey, and they slice it so thin that when you go to access the turkey, you can't just grab one slice of turkey. You have to grab a fucking like clump of it. Yeah, and then your sandwich is ruined because when I when I get a turkey, it peels slice, off in bitsies. Yeah. Yeah, when I get a turkey slice, I like to peel it off, fold it into four so that's nice and uh, you know plump. Yeah, you get like two or three slices like that. That way, when you cut the sandwich in half, it looks the cross section is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Plus, you're optimizing your turkey layer ability, right? Mm-hmm. But when the deli slices it too fucking thin, and you can't peel it off correctly, you just clump it up. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Heat madness. Tur- turkey can be in chunks if you're going to have it in gravy. But yeah. if you're going to have it on sandwich, cold cut style, got to be slices. Got to be slices. I'm going to send you a photo over the phone. And I want you to tell me, this is a mini game inside of our game here. I want you to tell me every ingredient on this sandwich. Okay. Including the, the type of bread that's on it, there's six total ingredients. Okay. So that bread appears to have sort of like an everything spice going on it. Yes. It's a very specific um, type of localized bread, though. I don't know. Is it, a, is it a type of rye? No, it's a Philly muffin. Okay, Philly muffin. So I see a spread at the top there. Yep. Um, now the spread does have some. I see a green chunk in the spread. So is this I was some sort say, of? You like, gotta look at the chunks. You gotta look at the chunks. Yeah. that'll get. Is this away. some sort of like jalapeno cream cheese? That's exactly what it is. Yes, correct. Boom. Two... Okay. So below that, I see the turkey. Yeah, and you see how I'm folding it. Yeah, it's that's how that's how you should fold it. That's layerability right there. Yeah. Now below that, this is tough. Is that more jalapenos? No. Okay, because I see the layers of cucumbers. Yeah, cucumbers, yep. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. There's actually seven ingredients. I forgot about the other ingredient. Because between the turkey and the cucumber, there is some sort of thing that appears. I mean, to me, it appears to be like jalapenos, but it could also be like mushrooms of a sort. No, you're, you were close with jalapeno. And you're actually, you were actually, this is going to give it away. You were super close with the cucumber. Okay, so wait, those are pickles? Yep. Sweet and spicy pickles. Okay, well then below that though, is that a cucumber? Yes, I also put actual cucumbers on there okay, for an extra cool, cool, textural cool. crunch. I see lettuce, tomato, yep, that's and then it. I see some more spread. Dude, I gotta say, one of the best sandwiches I've ever made in my entire life. It looks fantastic. It looks yeah. absolutely fantastic. And I see you got a good char on the bread. It's nice and toasty on that outside. And that's there. why it's important for delis across the planet, if we're going to get aliens to invest in us, Slice the meat a little bit thicker. I agree. 
I agree. The other thing I wrote down so was when you have an just, overly chatty cashier ugh. who talks to you too much. Yep. I do like it sometimes when they're nice, but like they need to respect that as soon as they hand you the change in the receipt, that that's the end. It doesn't matter if they're in the middle of their life story. There's they're officially precise, dead at that moment. There's a precise cadence to a transactional conversation. Okay, you open with the first 20% is hey, how are you? Good, get the pleasures out of the way. And this all this all lasts maybe about a total of a minute at at tops. Yeah. And I'm talking about like I'm just going like you know to get uh, something quick at the convenience store. So first twenty percent, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? All right. That'll be you know twelve fifteen dollars. Okay, cool. Plug the card in. Now here's at the bot at the last twenty percent. That's the middle sixty percent. At yeah. the last 20%, while you're waiting for the card to go through, that's when you can say something extra like, ah, yeah, it looks like it's going to rain out today, you know, like something like yeah. that. Hey, how, how are you surviving in this heat? After, and like, so you get one, maybe two questions to ask me, and then um, that's it. Leave me alone. I'm walking out of the door now. Yeah, I agree. See, what I like to do is I don't even open up that question. When I stick my card into the reader, I then just stare directly at the screen waiting for it to be accepted. And I do it at yeah. such an extreme angle so that if they want to talk to me, it's like up to the top. They're talking to the top of my head. So it'd be reasonable that I don't even notice them. And then I see approved and then I look up and smile. They hand me my shit and then ghost. Now, there are certain caveats to my rule here. Yeah. And that is pretty lady. Let's say I'm wearing, let's say I'm wearing a pretty lady. Yes. As men, I think we can agree on that but whoever you are whoever you're attracted to if you find them attractive you want to talk about longer go ahead um if i'm wearing like a back to the future t-shirt and they mm. want to talk to me about how awesome back to the future is for another two or three sentences i'm okay but yeah. you gotta max out at two or three sentences i'm yeah. not gonna hang out in this store and talk to you about the nuances the brilliant nuances of this film by uh, yeah i don't want to talk fan theories fucking what's his name Robert Zemeckis? Zemeckis. I was going to say Zuckerberg, like an idiot. Oh, no, no. Robert Zemeckis, Bob Gale. Robert Zuckerberg. He banned Facebook and Back to the Future. Um, <laughs> That's how he had the technology. Dude, it's getting, it's getting fucking gloomy and dark here. You called it. I, I know I called it. I'm going to get a scary ass movie tonight. Um, and the third thing is when you get a bagel with cream cheese and they just like put a brick of cream cheese in there, like spread it around. Fuck. Yeah, it's called a schmear for a reason. Yeah, schmear it. Although I wanted to I do it, say, I wanted to do a different thing. Go ahead. I'm a little okay with when there's like a chunk of cream cheese in the hole. I know people don't yeah. like that. I'm into it, especially when I get I like an everything. You know bagel. why I like that? Because when you cut it in half, if there's a cream cheese in the hole, you cut it in half. My first bite, I scoop the extra and put it on the first bite. That way, you get extra cream all in your mouth. You know what's up. You know what's up. Sometimes I, I like to just, I keep the bagel together and then I just stick my, my tongue into the little creamy spiced hole there, like a little butthole. Oh, just, yeah. And then you, you, write, you write the alphabet with your tongue. Yep. And the bagel, I know the bagel loves that. Yeah, bagel loves it. And the thing is like, I want enough cream cheese that I can get up to about like the, uh, like the LMNOP. If I'm into mm. the TUV yeah. area, it's a too little much too much. But if I can't get past, like, E or F, I mean, come on. What do you call these bagels? What is this? 
Um, all right. I would there say those, is... are some, those are rather tame things that you were mad at this, this week. Yeah, Usually no, you're like, like said, pretty it's, livid. It's heat madness. But now, now we're going to get really hot because I sent you this photo a while ago. And this is something that I want to talk about now. This is okay. a graph of food mascots and whether or not I'd be able to kick their ass. I was so hoping that this was going to come up because when you said this to me before, we were like, we got to cover this on the show. Yeah. So what I want to do is take from this list and we're going to do our draft style. So uh, I'll defer to you first. Um, we need to pick at least. So this graph says they would absolutely kick my ass on the left. In the middle, there's a fair fight. And then on the right, I could definitely kick their ass. So um, what's the goal of our team? I think that we just need to um, let's draft our teams against each other and then we'll see okay. who would win. Um, now, you can only pick, I would say you can only pick like two from the red area. Like they would def absolutely kick my ass. Like you got to pick two, only two like top tier guys, uh, one middle guy, and then uh, two low, low end guys like this but i don't like the idea of doing it as a list okay. i think we should just go across this list and see if we agree because i have okay, issues yeah. with a let's lot of people on this list because i i don't want to overcomplicate things yeah let's just read it from you want let's start with i could definitely kick their ass because then good because that's where my biggest issue is there okay, is so the absolutely one... no way that anybody is kicking the quaker oats guy's ass that is a that is a salt of the earth man of the land he is tough the only thing that makes him quake is God. Dude, there, there's absolutely no way that that guy does not know how to throw down. He should okay, be on here's the a, extreme here's far left of this. Here's the thing. Quakers are above all about peace. Yeah. But they if I'm saying let's fight, if I'm saying let's fight motherfucker and I start going after him, he's, you know, they're above all about peace. But Quaker Oats guy, that dude, he no. exists in like the 1700s, die. 1800s. I don't think he's turning the other cheek. People were hard back then. Even Jesus fucked around when people tried to find out. It was, it was, even though it was peaceful motherfuckers, like, cause the Quaker Oats guy, he'd be like, oh, God makes me quake. I believe in peace. And I'd be like, yeah, well, your wife's a cunt. And he'd be like, well, you've disrespected me. And then it would be on. It takes very little to set those guys off. I don't think the Quaker guy should be on the far right of this at all. Uh, no, they they fight by nonviolent means. They're they're staunch pacifists. I want you to look at his face. I and can tell see me his fucking face. That that's the face of a man who's just gonna roll over and take it if I start hitting him. Absolutely not. That guy's gonna pull out like iron pokers out of his coal fire and start jabbing me with them. I, I'm I disagree. I mean, hey, I didn't make the graph, right, but if can, I did, we can he, agree he, disagree. He would certainly not be on the right. Um. So, Gerber Baby, Pillsbury Doughboy, and Keebler Elf, I could take all three of those guys with one hand tied behind my back. Yeah, I feel like uh, the only I would actually, I would, use, I would use the Gerber Baby. I would you know, use like, the Gerber Baby to beat the other two to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Gerber Baby uh, definitely could kick his ass, but I that's the one where it's like, even if Gerber Baby was just like, your mom's a bitch and you a bitch and everything you do is bitchy. I'd be like, I don't care, Gerber, baby. You can't chew your food. I, I'm not even having this fight. You right, so exist that's... to represent food that is chewed for you. So yeah. I, I'm not having this fight, sir. 
Um, that is tier one of eight. So there's eight tiers. In tier two, we've got Wait, Hamburger Helper, who is oh. just a hand. And I think that that might be a bit of a challenge because he'll slap and punch the shit out of you. And you just got to And like, he's tough to get on. He's tough to like get a, a handle on. But I want to yeah. say this. Pillsbury Doughboy, I can kick his ass. But he might burn me in the process. I'm not coming so. out of that one completely unscathed. Now, here's, here's the thing about the Keebler Elf, too. If it's just the head Keebler Elf, yeah, easy. fine. But I'm not fighting off armies of elves from their trees, no. That's bad news. And I think it's worth noting with, with uh, Poppin' Fresh there is that he is the basis for the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, conceptually. Yeah. And uh, that was a force to be reckoned with. But if we're going with just his actual size, then, yeah, I'm totally kicking Poppin' Fresh's little doughy ass. So Hamburger Helper on to Tier 2 now, because we're running out of time. Yeah. On to Tier 2. Uh, hamburger Helper, my, my strategy would be to literally put him on like a glove and scramble whatever insides are in there. And then um, use his power. I'm assuming he's like a power glove embodied. Yes. I would use his power to then um, just grab Mr. Peanut and crush him like an actual peanut. Yeah, Mr. Peanut, I, I would say he's a definitely kick your ass thing. Like he could probably do some things with his cane, but once you breach that shell, it's over. And that's like yeah. peanut shells are pretty easy to crack. But with Hamburger Helper, I would challenge him to a thumb wrestling match. And then as soon Ooh, as he assumed good. the position of the thumb wrestling match, I would just smash him on a table until he was dead. I'd be like, I'm not playing by thumb wrestling rules, but you do um, represent we, a great product. Before we move on, I think the caveat needs to be mentioned that we're not using any weapons. No weapons. Yeah. Um, all right. So tier three, uh, where do you want to start with tier three here? Well, I think that we can agree that the peanut M&M, the only reason he's not in tier two or one is because the peanut M&Ms are larger. And yeah. uh, but the, can <laughs> the candy shell remains thin. So I just. Yeah. Now and he honestly, is voiced by J.K. Simmons, which gives him yeah. a little bit of an edge. He'd be like, that's not my tempo. And I'd be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Well, the last the last thing I saw J.K. Simmons' voice uh, scared the shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> which was have you, have you seen Invincible yet? Oh no, I, I I'm really planning on watching that. I hear it's insane. It is fucked up, dude. I won't nice. say anything else. Um, but so if the peanut M and M were fighting me on a day like today, he's already dead on arrival because he is melted. Yeah, he's he done. He's just a nut. Completely melted. Yeah, he's just. Now Mr. we peanut also have the. the yeah, we also have the. Uh, is that oh, the sugar smacks frog. Sugar smacks frog. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just looks like a like a South Philly hipster douchebag. So like I already got that unlocked. Um, yeah, I could definitely up. kick his ass. He's. I don't even really know what his what his power or claim to anything is. I just know he he said dig him over and over again because uh, he digs him. He digs sugar smacks. Yeah. He's also probably a heroin addict. Yeah. Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah. So yeah. So I easy. Him, but if he's got like a needle sticking out, he might take me out in the long run. It's an infection. Yeah, all I gotta do is like wait thirty minutes for him to start drooling all over himself on the broad street line. You'll be okay. Yeah. He does the little doper dip, and then you move on. Also, wouldn't do well um, on a day like today. Frogs tend to get roasted. Now, oh, it, lucky can, can you hear that? No. Oh, it's raining like a mob now. Oh, nice. I love the. Um, yeah, Lucky um, Charms Leprechaun. Now, this is technically a hate crime. Yeah, at the same time, 
if he has access to spells, I would bump him further left because yeah. if the Leprechaun movies taught me anything, it's that size does not matter it's when that magic even is Jennifer involved. Aniston can get out of that hole. Yep. Jennifer Aniston, Debbie Dunning. She took that fucker to space. Um, yeah, I, the, the hard thing about the leprechaun from Lucky Charm is that he's going to have to be caught first. Yeah, tough to do. I'm pretty good with riddles, though. Does he do riddles? But I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, I think he just steals the pot of gold. I, and he just introduces new marshmallow shapes. Yeah. <laughs> Horseshoes and diamonds. He's like, now we've got Jesus's cross, but it's marshmallow flavored. <laughs> yeah, I. Like, really if it was just straight up fisticuffs, religion. I could I could take him out with a single blow. But if there's magic involved, I'd be a little more hesitant. Yeah, I still think we got it though. Yeah. Um. So th- there's only one person in tier four, and that is the Colonel himself, KFC. Yeah. See, this one's tough because as depicted, sometimes he's just a frail old man and I could just shatter him. But I put him in the same boat as I did with the Quaker guy, which is like he comes from a harder time. You know, we're soft men these days. These were hard men. And like, he's the kind of guy that it's like, he eats his steak raw. He, he, you're going to bake chicken? Fuck you. I'm going to drop it in hot oil. Why? Because I'm a colonel. Colonel of what? Of your mom's <laughs> ass. Hey, like he's just a tough fucking dude. So like, I agree with fair fight. Um, but I, I think the, it might be a pretty tough one. If we're talking about the Reba McIntyre or the Norm McDonald um, or the Jason Alexander colonels, yeah, I think I could take those guys. But the Rob Riggle colonel is going to be tough. He's a big dude. He's a big dude, and he's ex-military. Yeah, and I think the the Daryl Hammond one might be a little tough too because he's I think he's oh, yeah. bigger than he lets on, and also Daryl Hammond has had some had some rough times. So he's like a hard man too. Um, all right, tier five. I hope Daryl Hammond's doing okay. Yeah, R.I.P. Daryl Hammond. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Still going. I tried to pull that the other day because Bob Dylan was trending on Twitter because it was his birthday and so i was trying to start a tweet storm of like i can't believe bob dylan died on his birthday but only one person took the bait oh well uh yeah daryl hammond does look like a bit of a badass i, I know he here's, had like, some serious addiction on the problems. train tracks wearing a yankees cap yeah he's like a hard dude he's seen some shit he's been through some shit i don't know the full story uh, but I, I know, you know what he, he's, he's struggling for a while he's a trump supporter so yeah it's gonna be easy for me to keep his ass um yeah. Although he's all right, tier, without a fight. Tier, what is this? Tier five now. So tier five, we've got an interesting lineup here. Now we've got the red M&M, the regular M&M, which I think would be easier than the peanut M&M. I would agree. He's smaller. The yeah. only thing that, that, that gave the yellow M&M any sort of an edge was the fact that he has a solid core. Whereas the, you know, the, the red M&M, you know, like the yellow M&M melts in your mouth, not in your hand, but only down to the almond. But the the or the peanut, sorry, the red M M&M and M just melts in your mouth and not in your hand. So if I can get that fucker See, in my mouth, it's over, and I can. I would just eat the red M M&M and M straight up. Yeah, that's yeah. Red M and M is not a threat to me. I don't even know why he's on this chart. Uh, Chef Boyer D, the same thing. I don't perceive him as much of a threat. The Colonel, I think, would be a bigger threat if we're talking about Chef V Chef. Here's the thing about Chef Boyer D. 
positive he's got mob connections. I don't know, man. That's a very low res logo. Yeah. But he looks like the whitest man in the world. And like not in a good way. I don't know what you say that like like white people haven't violently taken over things before because it seems like we're pretty good at it. He just looks like a fucking uh, stupid old Italian man. See, I feel like he would poison the food and me being a slob. I'd be like, yeah, I'll try some of your spaghetti. And then, you know, little did I know it had cyanide. Um, did you know you can get um, spaghetti and meatball, 15-ounce can, pack of 16 for $40 on Amazon? Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that Chef Boyardee would probably be a fair fight because he's probably a big dude. He's probably got some... I feel like he's been around the block a few times, but I, I would move him a little further right on this this list. Yeah, same. Uh, same with Uncle Ben. He's probably a badass, but he's also kind of a frail old man. And I think that with a few well-placed shots to the uh, spotted kidneys uh, would be yeah, uh, pretty good to go. At the same so time, though, like Uncle Ben, I feel like he's another dude like the Colonel, where it's like, He's seen some shit. He's probably seen some more shit than the colonel, just on account of the fact that he's he's an older black man. He's he's probably been through a yeah. lot, and he's probably dealt with his fair share of stupid idiots that want to fight him. So I feel like uh, I feel like while it would be a fair fight, I feel like he's a little. I think he's appropriately placed on this on this list. I think he's probably he knows his way around some fisticuffs just by sheer sake of needing to survive in a culture that's not designed around him. Um, I think that also it would be sweet if Uncle Ben, like, before, like, I just, like, getting ready to, to, to pound, he's like, it's only going to take me one minute to kick your ass, you know, <laughs> that minute, Rice. He'd be like, ready, Rice? Um, ready, run. <laughs> like, oh, shit. He's, <laughs> he's serious. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to fight him because I, I eat Uncle Ben's ready rice most days. So, like, I, I don't want to piss him off. It's a great product. Um, so tier six is pretty stacked here. Where do you want to start? Um, okay, so Ronald McDonald. Uh, I Yeah, I, I feel like a clown could do well in a fight. I also feel like he could pull something real. Like he's probably got a shank in those weird riding pants that he wears. I don't know. I so, think I could take Ronald McDonald. I think. I mean, I think I could, but I, I, I don't think I'm coming out that without a little blood on my face, a little blood on my fists and paint yeah. on my face. Um, it's going to be rough, but uh, if I could drown his ass in the ball pit. And cholesterol gonna... in your veins. Yeah. Yeah, he gets you in the long fight. Yeah. The long fight of life. You can shave those ears um, off the end. The Kool-Aid man is one of three people on this list that, like, I know I'm just going to get my ass handed to me. See, it depends. I, oh, We don't have weapons, right? No. Because if you can break the glass, it's over. But Dude, you can't. He, the glass is indestructible. Do you know how many walls this motherfucker's been running exactly, through? Exactly. Yeah, he has evidence that this glass is likely plexiglass. Um, yeah. But to quote a an old to misquote an old Dane Cook bit about the Kool Aid Man, he's very top heavy. If you can get his legs out from under him, it's over. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, if like you and I both did like a double dragon style knee kneecap kick. Yeah. All right. If I take his legs out, he might spill. And that's, I feel like a spilled Kool-Aid man is a, because he has that weakness. He has an open top. Um, oh, that's actually an interesting idea, too. 
does he die if he spills or his is his essence the glass or is his essence the fluid within it i would think I that know. with the fluid spilled out because he he seems to be rather blasé about what spills out like he's always dribbling <laughs> when he bursts even right through, now like, it looks like he's pouring some of himself into this cup yeah, he's like constantly giving of himself. So I, I guess that suggests that over time, the juice replenishes. Um, yeah. But I think if you could knock it all out in one fell swoop, he might be weakened enough that, that you, could, you could call it a victory. So, but I, I do think you're right, though, that like getting to those legs to, to tip him over is, uh, is, that's a challenge in and of itself. So I would move him a little further right, but uh, it, yeah, he's definitely in fair fight territory, if you ask me. What is this fucking bear doing a karate kick? That's the um, that's the um, golden crisp bear. Golden Can't get enough of that bear. golden crisp. I don't so even know why my, he's on this thing at all. Is it because he's a bear? Because he's not a scary bear. Let's pretend that like we tipped over um, the Kool Aid Man and poured him out, so to speak, and then as we tipped him a uh, full one eighty onto his head, we trapped that. Uh, bear underneath him, and now he's like a non-issue anymore. Yeah, it's over. Now, Captain yeah, Crunch poses a bit oh, of an issue. Here's the thing about Captain Crunch: he's not an actual captain; he's captain. Yeah. So he doesn't have any sort of military authority over me. I think he should be way more to the right, like in tier three. Like, I, I consider him as much of a threat as the Lucky Charms Leprechaun. He's short. He's stout. He's easier to catch. Yeah. And then I'll, just, I'll pop him underneath the Kool-Aid Man jail that we've created for these other mascots. <laughs> my, thing about, my thing about Captain Crunch, though, is in a knockdown, drag-out fist fight, no problem. I'll punch him in his giant chin, and I'll rip his stupid mustache off his face. But if he has access to his fleet, I'm not even going to try and fuck with him. But there hasn't been... A canonical uh, intrusion that leads me to believe that he even has a fleet. Yeah, that's true. And he always fucks things up too. Like, oops, all berries. Oops, all berries, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would move him over. I'm not threatened by him. And yeah, the Golden Crisp bear can go because Golden Crisp sucks. And it's just like a chewy cereal. And uh, I don't even know what his deal is. He's just a bear with a shirt. So, fuck off, bear. Now the king for Burger King, I would scares move him the, significantly scares further left. I think he's actually the most threatening out of all of these on this on this chart because he because he speak, shows up where you he least looks expect at you with him. a dead stare. I think he's a he, rapist. He's constantly lurking. Yeah, he lurks. He doesn't put cheese on his burgers unless you ask for it. Yeah, I think he's a sex offender of sorts. I think he's definitely got bodies buried in the moat of his kingdom. He's the second um, out of three. On he's this like list stocky. That, like, I he's a big I dude. Lose. Yeah. I, I would actually move him to the absolutely kick my ass. I would move him further left on this chart. Yeah. The tricks rabbit. Um, I think it would be a tough fight, but I think that the constant jumping around and being just a constant uh, pedophile piece of shit. Uh, yeah, he's he's to, squirrely. He'd be tough to pin down, but once you get him, I so. would put, I would, I would enact the Muhammad Ali strategy where I let him tire himself out and then grab yeah. his ears and kind of split him in half, uh, 
long wise, like in a bone tomahawk, your favorite film. I would just eat tricks in front of him and he'd be like, You gotta give me some of those tricks. I'd be like, sorry, rabbit. And then he'd go for the tricks. And as soon as he goes for it, I'd just smash his face into the bowl. And I'd be like, boom, tricks are for kids, bitch. Well, we, said, we said no weapons, but I think when we get to these last two tiers, I think that we should each pick a weapon we'd like to have. No guns. Okay. And and move on. Um, so well, that for, one, I'm not really using a weapon. I'm just weaponizing his desires. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm prepping that because my strategy would be the same where I'm eating a bowl of tricks. I'm like, oh, these tricks are fucking good. I hope nobody comes and takes them. And then the rabbit was like, yo, let me see some of those tricks. I'm like, but tricks for kids. He's like, you're 35, you fucking idiot. Uh, and then I'm like, fine, you can have some of my tricks. But guess what? Not eating it with a spoon. It's a Bowie knife. Stab. Oh, shit. Boom. You'd be like, and I don't even eat and tricks. I've been eating magic spoons. So I'm all protein jacked to shit, motherfucker. And he punches his Magic spoon off his cereal, head. not a sponsor, but please uh, get in touch with us because we would love to get paid to talk about you for an entire episode. We love magic. Yeah, their birthday cake cereal. I didn't get a chance dude. to try it. Oh, dude, order it. It's worth It's so good. Um, so the Bowie knife that I'm using is also going to be good against Chester Cheetah because when I kill that motherfucker, I'm going to skin his ass. Chester Cheetos, he's got a uh, he's got a Billy D. Williams vibe to his voice. Oh yeah, he's Chester Cheetah. He's too cool. Chester Cheetah, I'm the coolest Cheetah. Do you like powdered cheese on puffed sticks of corn? I know I do. I like them almost as much as I like smashing that gas. Sexy. (laughs) He's like, I smoked ten cigarettes today, and then I had a puffed piece of corn dipped in powdered cheese. I'm the coolest. You know, I'm, you know why my nose is so big? So I can do all this cheese-flavored yeah. cocaine. I wear only <laughs> shoes and sunglasses. Check out my dick. See how I he can doesn't even move have my tail? <laughs> you like the way I can move my tail autonomously as if it was not attached from my body? He's like, you watch well, Winnie you know the what Pooh? That means, you, you know, know what that means, from Winnie ladies? the Pooh? He's a bitch. This is where it's... Also, check out my sneakers. I'm the only mascot that wears these cool kicks. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's not trying to fight. But if it came yeah. down to it, I think he could probably kick my ass. I think that as we've, ain't no joke. as we've progressed and like we're just walking over the dead bodies of beloved uh, food mascots, uh, we get to touch the tree and he's like, all right, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Like, you are on a different trip than me, man. I'm gonna go smash just, some gas. I'm just here to sell my puffed corn treats. Um, so Chester's like leaves. Now, now we're down to the two. If it came but, down to it, though, to fight, I, I could win, but I think he might win just because he's got claws. And he gave me the scritches, and then I would bleed out. Wait, did you ever pick a weapon? No, I, I, I don't know what weapon I would use. I mean, like if I was fighting Chester Cheetah with a weapon. Since he would have to get close because he would have to use jaws and claws, I think that like a stun gun taser thing would probably be ideal because he'd get in tight and I'd just get him under the ribs. And he'd be like, whoa, that's not cool, daddy-o. And I'd be like, back up, motherfucker. So I, I think would have that pictured would be you with like fight. some nunchucks. I don't like nunchucks because one time in karate class back in the day, I hit the punching bag with nunchucks and I learned what they never show you in movies. Nunchucks can't pass through solid matter. So when you hit something with it, they immediately bounce back and hit you in the face. They're yeah. a stupid weapon. They don't do anything. I mean, you have to know how to use them, but anyway. I, um, here's so the thing. Down... I did know how to use them, but only in show form where you do cool tricks. But like, 
Michelangelo never considers that, like, when you hit someone with a nunchuck, they don't just get hit and then move out of the way. You're hitting a solid object with a solid object. That swings right back. So it's very treacherous. When you account account for the rebound... It's I'm not going to argue about nunchucks about. with you because it's yeah, it's too much. Well, we're, we're now, running out of time. We got to hurry up. You want to? You want? You want me to take him down with a bow staff? I'm on. All right. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, or some size. Um. So the last two are going to be problematic, and only one of them I think can really just kick my ass. The other one I think I could take. Which one do you think um, I'm not worried about? I think that you're not worried about the Green Giant. I am not worried at all about the Jolly Green Giant. I am with you. I agree because Tony the and Tiger. I'll tell you why. He He's would kick too my big. ass. No question. Tony the Tiger is ripping me to shreds, like I was, yeah. like I fell into the zoo uh, cell of an actual tiger. There's no weapon that you could give me that would make me have the edge over Tony the Tiger. No. Well, maybe maybe like a a gun. Even a gun, I feel like. I feel like if I, I could kill him with a gun, but I might lose like a hand in the process. I think, okay, look, bear with me on this one. I think that even if I had like a shotgun and like Tony's coming right at me and I just blow like half his face away, he like does like the Terminator style turn, looks at me and says, Well, that's just great. And like as his ah! face regenerates, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Tony the Tiger, like, Without a firearm, it's over for me. Yeah. There's just no way. Because not and only is he he's, like a, he's immortal, so he's like swole too. He's he's jacked. Yeah. Green um, giant, though, so the, I'm with you. If he managed to giant, like step on my house while I was sleeping, okay, it's over. But a fight, nah. How big he is the get jolly me. green giant? He's pretty big. He he towers above those crops of peas and such. He's oh, um, oh, oh. 50, 55 feet high. Somebody actually declared that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So that's like a five, five and a half story building. I look, say, we have, so we have to assume that his skin, for my plan to work, we have to assume that his skin is penetrable. Yeah. Because, and that he has an anatomy close to a human being. Because my idea is to. Well, he's a veggie. Borrow, borrow. <laughs> Isn't that what he is? My he's idea like a is, man is also vegetables. He's like that gremlin that took the vegetable potion and became part vegetable. He's that. He's that thing. Um, cast, casting a long shadow from a body built by healthy vegetables, the jolly green giant towers head and husk above most highway leviathans. At fifty-five and a half feet tall. He's just short of Vulcan and three feet higher than Hug Me Jesus. I don't know who this could go on. Um, so it looks like it's a human body from this first sentence, a body built by healthy vegetables. I think it's a human body that just had way too many vegetables. And what, like, what a weird marketing leaves. campaign. No. His hair is made of leaves. He is not fully human. He is part vegetable. Uh, you're right. His hair is made of leaves, and his penis is a zucchini. But we can assume that his body is mostly, um, you know, Horrible, human. Yes. So my idea is to take a take a page from the Tony Jaw book from the Protector, and um, 
take some some bladed materials and just cut all main arteries in the legs and have them uh, bleed out cucumber water. I I'm into that. That is so. See, I was thinking I would do the I would do the uh, the Hoff move, and I would get his legs tied up so that he tips over. That was also my an idea that I had, but I wanted to go with um, the slice and dice. I feel like though my real weapon would be to to hit him in the heart, not literally, but I just like oh you're the jolly green giant. It's a lonely life you lead, sir. Is it not? Must be real also, lonely. Not... I don't see any jolly green giantess. Yeah, there's no one it using that. To me, that you're just tending to yeah. crops and selling out to the man. So uh, I feel like the whole jolly thing is a lie. You want to talk about it? And by the time he's crying, boom, it's done. He's leaking chlorophyll out of his tear ducts. It's over. Speaking of done, uh, do some plugs. We are way over time. We're way over time. So my name is Dan Scully, of course, and you can find me at Dan Scully on all of the things. Uh, you can check out my other show. Oh, said hot property. That's the name of this show. Uh, you can check out my other show. I like to movie movie. You can check out moviejohn.com as well as findy.com. You can see my In the Heights review on findy.com right now. Um, and I believe that is all for me. Uh, follow us at Hot Property Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, follow me at Skycap on Instagram and my dog BB underscore Corgi at gmail.com. By that, I mean Instagram. Um, well, it's been a weird ride. It's been a weird ride. Kind of chugged to a and start here, but I think we got into a groove. Yeah. It's nice. Well, I'm going to go uh, take an ice bath. So that's been Hot Property. Nice. And as always, it's, it's got, got to, be, to good. be green. And, and it's got, got to, to be, be giant. giant. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on the same page. <laughs>